Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones, and I am welcoming you to the Tremendous Leadership Leaders on Leadership podcast, where we pull back the curtain on leadership and talk with leaders of all ages and stages about what it takes to pay the price of leadership. And today, I cannot be more excited because my guest is very special. This is her first ever podcast. She's coming directly from you, all the way from Uganda a beautiful sister in Christ that I met three years ago because I was a cohort with her husband, Nicholas Caliabara at Lancaster Bible College in our doctoral program. They were just out a month and a half ago for, where he actually got to walk the stage. And I, three years ago, got to meet Nicholas's fabulous wife, Sylvia. Sylvia, welcome. Thank you, Tracy. And Sylvia is a wife. She's a mother of three and she's an unbelievable leader. And she's also going to share with you about her STARS ministry in Uganda, where she takes in and cares for disabled children. And I know you're just going to be so blessed by hearing what she has seen in her heart and is doing for that. So Sylvia, it's great to see you again. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Good to see you too. Thank you, sister. Well, let's get right into it. I know the folks are anxious to hear about your perspective of leadership. And my father gave a speech many decades ago called The Price of Leadership. We actually have it in a little booklet form if you want to check it out on our website, Tremendous Leadership. But he said that if you're going to really be a leader, you're going to have to pay a price like anything in life. And the first price he said that you're going to have to encounter and pay as a leader is loneliness. And Sylvia, we've all heard that. It's lonely at the top. And I think as all leaders, even Jesus, the ultimate leader, encountered a season of loneliness. Can you unpack for us what that looks like, loneliness looks like for you as a leader, and maybe a time in your life where you encountered it, and maybe some words of advisement for our leaders that are listening? Yes. Thank you, Tracy. Loneliness in leadership. I have been serving the stars for now six years now, and it's unique. It's a unique ministry in our Ugandan context. They are not ministries that for children with who have disabilities especially in the church so that in itself is so lonely because i don't have people that i would share with say the challenges that i am finding in the community the people that i learned from the ministry in america in a different context so the context here has its own challenges. We deal with things like stigma for children or even just the families that have 
people with disabilities. So that causes loneliness. When you need to talk to someone, you need to be encouraged. You need to, to just let out what you are feeling in your heart in the moment. And there is no one you can talk to. You feel no one is going to understand what you are going through. So that's one of the moments of loneliness that I go through as I lead a ministry to children that have disabilities. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because for the listeners in countries where there are assets and resources, either through the government or church or nonprofits to help this, you truly encounter a loneliness that really is different. I mean, sometimes we feel lonely because we're like the only one that has this idea, but you are really lonely in actually carrying out the work that God has laid on your heart. Sylvia, how do you, I know you come to the States and gather support, but how else do you get through that time of loneliness? Well, I get through that time of loneliness through prayer. I pray. I talk to my husband. Yeah, I do talk to my husband quite a lot. (laughs) And I also use opportunities to talk to anyone that comes in contact with me. So people that in my circles will tell you that I talk about what I do quite often. My husband at one time mentioned like, you know what, sometimes I also have things I need to tell you. You keep telling me about his ministry all the time. I also need to be listened to because I am lonely. I need to hear what other people have to say. I need to hear their advice. So it just comes out. I just keep talking about it to get out of it. Yeah, I love that you're saying that because for the other listeners out there that may be in, like I said, resource constraints area, could you just bring up in Uganda, and this is not a dig or anything, but just what it is with what you're doing, how you're the first at this, because we think about children with disabilities and that's such a rich area in the United States where there's so many telethons and drives and ministries and stuff like that, so much support. But can you set the context? I know you've told me about it. And even I was like, wow, I did not realize that you were so alone in that thing for now. And everybody starts out alone, but you really are uh, cutting edge in how you approach the whole care and ministry to disabled children. Yes, I am going to tell a story of how this ministry journey started. In 2008, I got an opportunity to be with my husband in the States while he was doing school. He was doing his master's. at He got a Billy Graham scholarship and he was in Wheaton, Wheaton, Illinois, doing his master's. So while he was doing his master's, I joined a church, the Wheaton College Church. It had a ministry. Actually, the ministry is still there. They have a ministry to people with disabilities. And that touched my heart. I saw how we served them, how we visited their homes, how we sang and taught them the word of God. So that didn't leave me the same. It led me thinking, what is the church doing in Uganda? I have never seen children or even people being ministered to in such a way. Does that mean we don't have people that have disabilities? So when we came back to Uganda, that was one thing that was on my heart to do, to look out for them. So when the time was ripe, I talked to my pastor and well, at first, there were some challenges of, no, we can't do this. This is very expensive. But then God moved us to another community where the pastor of the church 
that we went to allowed me to start a ministry to people with disabilities. And how I started out is shared in the church congregation. And in the congregation, we found that two people, two people had children that had disabilities. And because of the stigma and the shame that is attached to having someone with a disability, people don't easily come out to say that, hey, I have a child that needs special care. In our community, it's looked at as you are cast or someone has bewitched you or you are a wrong person. That's why you have such a child. So the families carry that shame of having a child with a disability. So my goal was to reach out to these families and just teach them the word of God, show love, show encouragement, and just get encouragement through the word of God. Because when I was in Witten, as we served the special needs children there, I got to know that having a disability is not a free ticket to heaven. We just don't pity them or keep them away, but bring them out, share the word of God with them, encourage them because the soul in them is there. It doesn't matter whether someone can't talk back to you, Inside them is a soul that can be nurtured to grow, to love God and accept him. So that's what, when I came back, that was my desire. That's what I wanted to do. And when I started to do it, I realized that the need was actually bigger than I thought. So because there are no places, no schools that accept them, and you can't blame the families. Some families don't have cars. Actually, most homes have no cards, so accessibility is very hard, especially for the parents that live in the slum areas. Mm-hmm. They have no access. You can imagine a child that, say, has cerebral palsy. They can't move, but they are alive. They are human beings. They need to live a life. But because of the need that's in the community and the shame that's around having a disabled child, they tend to hide away the children, lock them in the house or tie them on a chair as other siblings go to school and the parents go to work until the family returns in the evening. That's when a child would will have a meal, will get cleaned up because as they sit there, they need to ease themselves. So all that is the burden that God put on my heart as reaching out to just share the gospel, but I realized that the need was bigger. So I ended up going into physiotherapy. I ended up going into speech therapy, having a place where we can meet and get all the needs met. Yeah, so the challenge is big here in Uganda. And so right now at the center where we are at, because we now we now have a center, we started out with two, but now we have 48 children that we serve. And yeah, they are flourishing. They are enjoying themselves. Some are learning. They are being taught how to walk. Those who can, those who need to learn self-care, being taught self-care. Yeah, so it's been a journey. Yes. I love it. Well, and I love and that you did I, that. Yeah, well, you t- you went to the kids that were alone 
and you ministered to their loneliness because they were kind of the outcast, the shutter. And like you said, we're not talking anybody down. You do what you can do with the resources that you have. And so that you saw that they were alone and then you came in and okay. So Sylvia, I love the loneliness aspect, but the weariness. Okay. So here you are in the cutting edge, you're growing. You went from two to 48. You went to all these other schools. How do you deal with weariness? How do you stay at your top physical form? Because I know the devil and the world, and you want to just help everybody, but that's, we're physical being. So how do you deal with weariness? Weariness. So I get a day off. I get a day off. Like I now have a team of 16 staff. Wow. And those ones help because we have divided the work in and given different people different assignments. And I have an administrative assistant. So that helps me to take a break and have time to reflect, to pray, to think, just to rejuvenate. So that gives me a time of rest. And I also just get out of weariness through prayer because mm. sometimes it's overwhelming. You see all these needs. And personally, I get to a time of, God, why me? Why did you choose me to do this? You know, because the need is big. I see the need and there are no resources enough to meet the need. And it gets overwhelming. And like you said, I get weary. And sometimes I talk to people, but sometimes it just becomes a heavy burden on my heart. But still, I take it back to God in prayer. And that's where I find refreshment. Right. And I yes. love that you Sabbath and that you have a team there to serve you because we can't do it on our own. And so you also talked, the next thing my dad talked about was abandonment. And that is really staying focused. And I know when you talked to me, when you started this ministry, all these people started coming to you saying, well, can you do this, that, this, that, and this, that? How do you stay very focused on what your calling is? Because I'm sure as you start to do this, uh, people be like, well, can you help my child with this and that? How do you stay abandoned and hyper-focused, Sylvia? Yes, I have gone through moments where people come to me and like, can you turn this into like where you take children and they never get to go back to their homes and you just keep them here, like have a boarding section for the children. And that's not what God has placed on my heart to do. So I tell them, because we have that as our strategy, that children will just be taken care of during the day, taken back home in the evenings. And we are not wavering from that. Sometimes I print ideas from what a vision is. That's when I share our board. We have a board and it keeps me in check. Good. Beautiful. That's what boards are supposed to do. Right. Yes. The temptation sometimes is like, so-and-so has a very good idea. Can we this this so that we meet this need? And they are like, no, 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 no. Right. This is what we are set out to do. So the board really helps me stay in check. Outstanding. Yes. I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've got abandonment and I love that. And, and for leaders, you know, people always come up when you start being successful, other people are going to say, well, can you do this and that? So I love yeah. it that you said, we got to stay focused on what God has placed on our heart. Otherwise yeah. good is the enemy of great. And the devil loves to see you distracted because then you come off. So the last point my father talked about was vision. 
And my dad came from some really difficult situations, but he said, vision is really just seeing what needs to be done and then doing it. And Sylvia, I think you epitomize that. You saw the need and then you're doing it. But how do you, I know you have your board, you have your wonderful staff, you have people, God is obviously blessing you, but how do you craft your vision for what's next for stars? Hmm. How do I craft my vision for what's next for stars? Still prayer. Yes. I pray. Yeah, I pray. And I believe that Taz ministry is not about me. As Sylvia, it's God's. So he is using me as a vessel. And when I was starting out, God spoke to me. I was at my kitchen sink washing dishes. And I just had these thoughts of, okay, starting a STARS ministry, a ministry to children with disabilities. And all of a sudden, I just started weeping and God was putting it on my heart. You are a vessel. You are a vessel. And I knew that it was related to serving the STARS. And over the years, I can testify that I am just a vessel that God is using to reach all the children that we are reaching. So I always take it back to him because there are times when I have desires, like, for example, now I would love us to have a place for the stars of our own. And that's the vision that I have, that we can have a model place, a place that will model serving children that have disabilities in our community. And I don't have the resources, but I know that God has, the Bible tells us he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He has the gold and silver that we need. So he is the anchor. He is where I run to. And I have seen God work. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Well, I love that you said you tied the vision to being a vessel. And that's that servant heart. That's that servant leadership. And that's because if we could do it on our own, then what do we need God for? So I just... What a blessing. Now, now tell me a little bit about your vision for where you would like the school to be. Tell, tell the listeners you, you share with us where you are right now and what your hope, Lord willing, and as he provides, what your vision is for the footprint of this, the ministry going forward. Yes. So we are in Kampala, the capital city of Uganda, in a suburb called Luzira. We are in the Luzira area of Kampala. And we are renting a premises that can take care of about 50 children. And so that's where we are at right now. We are renting. But my desire is that we would have a property, that we will put structures that will serve the needs, the need of, you know, a place that where the children can be accepted, loved and cared for and valued, you know, so that the community will see, will see that these two are people. And over the years, I have seen some change, some acceptance. And as we go on, I know that many are getting to trust the ministry with their children, but also the community looks and says, hey, that's the place where they accept children, you know, that have special needs. So yeah, my desire is that we would get a place that we will not be kicked out. Yes. <laughs> you know, well, right. That's the thing about owning your space is that then you, you own your, yeah, we deal with that too in the States when you're a renter 
And I'm going to put for the listeners links to Sylvia's ministry so you can see the beautiful pictures of what she's doing there and how you can be a part of her vision going forward. Sylvia, is there anything else? You know, we covered the loneliness, the weariness, and the abandonment and vision. And you certainly have an incredible perspective on that with your STARS ministry in Uganda and how the Lord has taken you through this. Anything else for our listeners regarding leadership that you would just like to share with them? Yeah, I would like to encourage the listeners to join in, to join hands with us to see the work of God move, to serve the stars with us, to show the love of Christ to to these children. We serve children that have disabilities and I can't do it by myself, but together we can do this. Together we can show Christ's love to the community and who knows, we can even multiply to meet other needs in other communities. Yeah, so I would like to encourage the people that follow this tremendous leadership to join in. They can encourage us. They can support us financially. We are registered as, how do they call it? The 501... C3. with the Nonprofit, yes. 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 Uh With the Faith and Learning International. Right. I can attest to that. Your donations go through this and just as if it would in the state and, you you know, you can get all the the documentation for that. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I love it. Well, Sylvia, I just, I so appreciate your perspective on leadership and I really appreciate you with the bold ask because that's what we tell leaders. You're out (laughs) there. You're here with other people, the people that you meet, the books that you read, and that's what you're here. So thank you for letting people know how they can partner with you as part of this. I know I'm tremendously excited. I knew Nicholas. I knew kind of what you were doing, but until you came and spent time in my home, I had no idea the difference you were making and how big the challenge was. And I just look at your website and those pictures and it makes my heart sing. I just thank you so much. So don't listen to what's going on in the world. Remember, there are unbelievable leaders like Sylvia out there making a difference, looking for other leaders like you to partner with. So Sylvia, thank you again for sharing this. And again, folks, we'll have links to her ministry on there so you can stay connected with Sylvia. Thank you, Tracy, for the opportunity. You and the love. And we'll see you soon or you get back over here. So hopefully we'll be getting back over there. <laughs> Three years is too long. I know we just saw you, but what a blessing. And to our tremendous listeners out there, we want to thank you so much for your support of Tremendous Leadership. If you like what you heard, please be sure and hit the subscribe button and share it with somebody else who could listen to some wonderful, uplifting leadership on what it takes to pay the price of leadership. We're all in this together and we're here to support one another. Also, if you do us the honor of a five-star rating, we really appreciate that. Come on over to Tremendous Leadership. You sign up for two free weeks of eBooks and get some unbelievable reading material for you to listen to and get connected with Sylvia too, so you can stay informed on her ministry and what's going on. To our tremendous leadership tribe out there, we couldn't do it without you. Have a tremendous rest of the day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, Let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.